Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT 2.0. Preview on Michael Sidgwick, joined by Andy H. Murray to discuss everything that's in store for us on tonight's NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review NXT 2.0, Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have wrestling interviews. We host roundtable discussions and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Murray, Yo. we should have... <laughs> what up? <laughs> we're, we're going to try and do something with the tone and enthusiasm of this podcast, but ultimately it's a show that isn't very good. It <laughs> is a show that in all likelihood does not warrant 20 minutes of our time, but we'll try and make it funny and or scathing and or something. Uh, you're an ardent watcher. Yes, uh, I I am. It's uh, d- d- two hours I spend to fulfill my job <laughs> every week. <laughs> Same here. So I'll, 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 I'll pad this out with some talk of my holiday on Crete. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. There you go. From which I've returned with a tan. Tell me about these cocktails. What's your favorite cocktail that you drank in Greece? Oh, my God. There's one called Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, boy. So basically, we did an all-inclusive gimmick for a fortnight. Hell yeah. But you know, there's only like it's like three or four restaurants on site. So you want to get out and you want to see things anyway. So the, the, the deal was it was all inclusive and you could just order as many cocktails as you like throughout the day. And they were okay. Like, it's great when you're in the sun. Like the drink is different in the sun. Yes. I don't really feel hungover the next day. I don't feel like too completely drunk. It's just a nice maintaining a buzz throughout. So the best cocktail they conjured was a Mai Tai. It was the best one there. Mm-hmm. They do a margarita, but when you're a, an expert craftsman at your own <laughs> cocktail, I can't even go to a pub for a margarita just yeah, if you've yeah. perfected your own recipe. It's like me buying haggis from the supermarket. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You just would not bother. You would not bother <laughs> at all. So I tried it thinking maybe one of these places can get it right. They didn't get it right, but it was fine. A Mai Tai... It's just delicious, refreshing, just enough of that refreshment slash, oh, I can really feel that liquor here. <laughs> like, I just love the taste of hard liquor on my lips, like. So you yeah. have that balance of refreshment. Oh, my God, the liquor and the buzz I'm getting from this immediate hit of liquor is really great. So that was, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think half, the earliest I went for a cocktail was about half, 10, 11. I respect it. It's, you're on vacation. You got to do it. it. Yeah, it's different, different it's free rules. as well. 
It's free. Like we paid loads for it out the air sure. months ago. But it, but it feels sure. free. You're not actually handing over cash. And yeah. you've already accounted for it in the budget, so you absolutely do it. So the earliest cocktails are about half 10, 11, that kind of region. Quick morning dip in the pool. Who's going on the cocktail run? Bring it back three at once. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Sensational. But the earliest I drank was about 9 a.m. because um, they did the gimmick with a continental breakfast and you yeah. get the glass of fizz at the same time. Yeah. And it would be rude not to. But the very best uh, drink I had over there was a Speedy Gonzalez cocktail. Um, it was in one of the really nice um, just drinks places in one of the villages of Hassanasos. And it was like, it had this big giant ice cube that was like... Yes, this, I've seen these before. So yeah. it was like a very sort yeah. of... Like poncy, like pretentious. Fills the glass, kind of. Fills the glass. It was delicious. It had like a lemon rind salt rim and it had the taste of liquor with tequila. (laughs) But then, like, just it was a very, it was basically an alt margarita. It was absolutely delicious. So that was tremendous. Drank the Mai Tais. A big, gigantic, tall mythos as well was drank as well. Oh, okay. There's like, nothing like a chemically lager in the sun in a frozen yes, glass, is there? Yes. It's the yes. best. I put all my pint glasses in the freezer at home when the sun's out. And then at the weekend, I don't care what the lager is. It could be Carling, which for our American listeners is pish. Yes. Doesn't matter. No, there's something about lager in the sun. And Mythos, if you ever, it's like in the dark green can, get it over yes. here. It's the most gassy, yep. like carbonated mess of a lager but it just works in those um in that climate particularly well so that got drunk in the parlance of nxt 2.0 it hits different it hits different there and you go. the thing about a mythos is yeah it's like that um, <laughs> so that was my adventures through the drink but in terms of my adventures of wrestling while i was in crete i watched one full episode of dynamite Bit by bit by bit the first week. Then I saw the lineup for the second, and I'm thinking this has got 7 out of 10 all over mm. it. I wasn't really up for it, quite frankly. And I think a lot of people just thought last week was, oh, it, was it was good. But it was, great. yeah, it was a table setter. Yeah. yeah. So I watched the first one with, like, the Stark stuff was just absolutely tremendous. Uh, Moxley Roosh was just great. Mm. Uh, Danielson and Garcia, genuinely kind of a masterpiece for TV. So that was fantastic. I skipped around the statement raw and thought, all right, okay, this is a decent 7 out of 10 wrestling show. It's not really a statement. And then I didn't really watch SummerSlam. Yeah. Just too bloody long. Couldn't be arsed. I saw the MP4s yeah. of the of the forklift stuff for the track, and I thought, that's enough. Yeah, sure. That is enough for I me. get it. I get it. And every now, and obviously, like, on the Friday of my last working day, before I went on the two-week holiday, the news broke that Vince was absolutely gone. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to keep abreast of the situation and all the rest of it. This is all a very long-winded preamble in saying that I know nothing about what's happened on NXT 2.0 <laughs> for two weeks because the only thing that hit my timeline, and again, you know, I don't really follow these massively positive WWE accounts because they're all like either bad faith, performative positivity, all the rest of it. The only thing, Murray, I caught wind of because people were taking the piss out of it on the TL was the Jordan Devlin, JD McDonough stuff mm. where he was like... Um, finger pricking his own blood and signing the contract yeah. in his blood. And I think the idea yeah. is he's Patrick Bateman, but a wrestler. And the idea is that McDonough he's kind of got this like horrible vibe about him as a yeah. person. And that's his wrestling character. And the old uh, adage in pro wrestling is that like, you should be yourself turned up to 11, brother. That way they'll believe you, brother. And maybe that is J.D. McDonough, but it's not TV friendly at all. And it's cla- it, I just was so amused 
deeply amused by Brom Breaker trying to like emote yes. and express like either yeah. apprehension and or disgust of oh if he's willing to make a tiny prick in his finger and feel that pain, what kind of pain is he gonna make me feel? Braun Braun emote your reaction to that. And he just went, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> fabulous range, mate. They're You've killing. got absolutely tremendous range. He's dead. They're killing. Yeah, if he if he's not already dead, they're they're doing a mighty good job of killing this guy by having him get involved in all this spooky nonsense with the druids and all of that bollocks, and he has to like pretend he's you know searching through the backstage area for his kidnapped dad, and he's been communicated through wires, all of this pseudo Bray Wyatt stuff, and then you put him in this new world with this. Just absurd American psycho pastiche that uh, Jordan Devlin is now playing on television. It's it's such a failure of what wrestling is supposed to be. Yes. And the idea that you hide weaknesses and highlight strengths. And they've been doing it for ages. Why does... I mean, what what's the need for Braun Breaker, first of all, to wrestle 15-minute main events as he has done, right? That's not... That wasn't the Steiner strengths. And he's his strengths mirror those of his father and his uncle almost to a T. In fact, to a fault, really. He's never going to be that guy uh, who's having these epic matches. And he's never going to be this master actor. He's a meathead. He is an impossibly fun, stupid idiot of a guy. The kind of guy who appeals at his best to my sensibilities immensely. He should go in there, bull rush people, be a jock, be a meathead, drop people on their heads. Snap them in half with that spear. Yeah, and he should laugh at twats citing stuff in their blood. It's just so ridiculous. It's, it's patently absurd, you know, for all the... Things we say about NXT 2.0 in recent weeks or in recent months or whatever, they like they, there is an earnest attempt to at least tell stories, right? You can you watch a segment and you hadn't before Triple H, you hadn't been able to say this about Raw or SmackDown for a long time. Most of the content, at least, there are some exceptions, but every segment at least appears to push something forward and like play on character dynamics or change something. Or this match doesn't exist just to be a match. There's a reason for it because this person's going up and this person's going down and they hate each other. Whatever. Um, but you end up with characters like this that still exist on TV. JD McDonough, who's going to be the next challenger. Look, he's a very good wrestler, obviously. Uh, I'm sure he will do a decent enough job. Um, but the the failure of NXT 2.0 to protect Braun Breaker's aura, to uh, maintain the character, to make these misguided attempts at what I think are growth Except it hasn't worked on nope. any single level. It's the kind of stuff you try out before you put on TV. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I like Braun Breaker a lot, but, I mean, he's kind of dead. You're absolutely right. Um, I'm sure he'll debut on the main roster in a few months or whatever, and he'll get a pop and all of this stuff, and maybe Triple H will do a better job than, than his old buddy Sean is right now. But lest we forget, Triple H was the guy who put Karrion Cross, who really is best in short bursts as well, in a 25-minute main event with Keith Lee. Oh, it they, was so yeah, boring. Where they worked chin locks. Like, I don't know if I trust Triple H even more when it comes to preserving guys who are better in five than 15 minutes. So here we are. I can kind of understand their reasoning to a degree if you look at things through their own warped perspective, right? They see Brom Breaker and they see limitations, right? And I understand the scope of his particular appeal is limited. He's not a great actor. He's not a great emoter. 
he's not someone like a CM Punk, right? Mm-hmm. Who can play heel, he can play babyface, he can um, tell stories based around limbs, he can do violent bloodbaths, he can almost do everything, right? Braun Breaker is not CM Punk, his range is nowhere near as uh, vast or whatever. At the same time, I grew up watching Scott Steiner, right? First laid eyes on him in 1993, followed him all the way through to 2000 in my life as a child and then a teenage wrestling fan. Even though he couldn't really act, even though he couldn't tell melodramatic stories, even though he wasn't asked to emote, he just killed guys and talked trash. And uh, Murray, I never got bored of Scott Steiner once. Nope. In that seven years of his prime that I caught in real time, I never once got bored of Scott Steiner, right? And he could do the same things that Bron Breaker can't. Mm-hmm. Why can't they just let him be Scott Steiner like when Scott Steiner is absolutely amazing? Got a quote that's a personal favourite of both of ours that I'm going to read verbatim. I love it so much. You knew exactly I, what uh, I was going for here. I'm going to read it verbatim because uh, it sums this whole situation up. So the kids go in and they train and their trainers find what the gaps in their games are and they try to fill those gaps right up. So you have this perfectly smooth grey lump of boring trash. Fill in those holes on a wrestler and there's no way in hell he's filling seats with asses. It's up to us to make people talk, to make them disagree, make them argue. So John Moxley, it's because he can't do shit that he's a good wrestler. That is, of course, Minoru Suzuki talking quite blatantly about the WWE developmental system there and the smooth six out of ten in every department wrestlers that they have uh, created. Like, Theory would be a good example of that. A guy who's quite good at everything and as a result is an extremely uncompelling performer. They are doing the exact same with Bron Breaker, who is a ten out of ten of being a big dumb meathead and probably a three out of ten of being an NXT-style main event wrestler. And here we are. They're going to turn him in to that smooth grey lump of boring trash. I've got a love-hate relationship with that immortal quote because as a writer I aspire to nail it, to nail it. It's not just a great insult it's not just so convoluted but the extra boring just makes it right but he makes such an unbelievably salient point that I don't think I've made or at least if I have done made a point similar to it I've taken like Three pages. Yeah. And I love it because it's so insightful. And I hate it because I didn't come up with it. And he's not even a writer. Not only is he not a writer, he's immensely skilled at two different things that I could never hope to do. And that is being an incredible pro wrestler and a very, very hard MMA fighter. So I love and hate you, Minoru Suzuki. I wish I had the same level of emotion in either direction about any of the content that we are about to cover. (laughs) As you can tell, I've locked myself out of my goddamn MacBook. (laughs) Um, Right, so... uh, Oh, boy. In a rounds match, (laughs) we're getting Wesley versus Trick Williams, right? Like they do in the UK. Like they do in the UK. Um, Oh, for God's sake, man. Um, Computer troubles here on the pod. uh, Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of technical difficulty. I had loaded up, right... Um, the actual rules of the match so I could give you a rundown. But um, unfortunately, I closed the browser. So I'm going to do what... Um, and, and, but this is all in good fun because we love Meltzer. But when he does something like this, he just says something like, <clears throat> let me get my nudes. You haven't got any papers to rustle for the full experience here, have um, we? Is there some across the room? 
Let mm. me get my notes. Ah, oh, right, okay. I just love his valley accent and how it comes out sometimes. Brian just, just absolutely class. Getting really upset in the background. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good vibe. Let me get my notes. Um, <laughs> oh, he could be a drop for sure. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. Melter comes out with that and it's absolutely like for he's sure. Tiffany like Tiffany Melter. <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be a great match for sure. Right, what? who does a rounds match favor? Trick Williams or Wesley? How about neither of them? So the rules, Murray, that we are going to watch tonight or tomorrow morning, unfortunately. Six three-minute rounds. 20-second break between rounds. Falls could be won by pinfall, submission, or countout. What about D- what happens if you just get DQ'd? Is it just over? <laughs> <laughs> so we can't actually win the fall? Yeah. So you can't win it by disqualification? Yeah. That's weird. Uh-huh. It, it's, it, it's weird, this, isn't it? Because... They went for the, the Muhammad Ali photo the other week when Trick knocked him out with the boxing gloves and stood over him. The iconic pose where he's, he's standing up like that. Um, so it, it, they've kind of borne this situation of the idea of boxing because Trick has been targeting Wesley and uh, Wes going to the, hey, like they do in the UK in his promo last week. Uh, I think it was something along those lines. So it's a really weird Frankenstein's monster of a situation we find ourselves in. I can't believe this, like, that it's happening. So I was looking, I didn't really pay attention. I was on holiday, goddammit. It's on the NXT. Mm, come on. And I was on that. Uh, I have to, Best show of the week. I have to host the preview, so <laughs> I should probably uh, get a, a flavour of what I'm talking about here. And I was just... My mind's a little bit boggled why they're, why they're doing this match between these two particular wrestlers. Um, once a fall occurs, the round ends and the match ends when one wrestler has won two falls. Like, surely, right, the absolute best thing about Wesley is he's an incredible high flyer with a very convoluted, in a good way. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A wrestling style who is so good at bringing fans up and up and up and up and up to this like incredibly athletically exhilarating crescendo. Yeah. Why would you make him stop? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Why make him stop? Exactly. He's going to go three minutes and then suddenly just going to curb all that momentum. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's like removing the bollocks. It's quite an interesting pairing. Wesley's obviously extremely good. He's been doing this for ages and ages. Uh, obviously finds himself 
in the unique situation of of his tag team partner being no longer being there after that controversy and you know they were scarlet and graves and dragon gate and on the indies for years before this so it's probably a weird situation for him but uh the combination of him opposite trick williams who's like this growing prospect he he's very minimal experience and yet there's clearly something very special about the guy he's, he's so a, good at a promo man. he is he's and he's a really arresting on-screen presence as well like they definitely have something with trick yeah. williams i think he and him and carmelo hayes are awesome together so like it's kind of it's really is con- like at its core it's what nxt 2.0 should be it's why you have Wesley, who is an established pedigree there, is to help guys like Trick Williams along the line. Um, but because it's NXT 2.0 and they can't just do pro wrestling, they've made it really silly, haven't they? So there go. Uh, they love just ruining things that could be good, which yeah. is funny because the idea is to assist things that are good and make them even yeah. better by developing them. Uh, Cora Jade versus Zoe Stark. Now, I was, uh, you know, the old rub the eyes. What? Yeah. Is this bloody... AEW by setting up a match and then doing it like three weeks later because I'm sure this was set up before I went on holiday and they're only yeah. getting around to it, which is a bit TK in the old booking. I don't know how they've had advanced it. I don't know if there's any sort of real massive intrigue about it, but my understanding is that Gora Jade thought she was going to win the Battle Royal. She went under the bottom rope about three weeks ago and Zoe Stark actually was wise to the trick, the famous WWE trick that never works, and Zoe Stark ended up winning the uh, Battle Royal. Yep. And now they're having a match. And it's, uh, I really like Zoe Stark. I do genuinely like Zoe Stark. Her stuff looks really, really um, impactful. Um, she never loses me. She never gets lost to herself. Like, they've really got something with her. Um, Cora Jade is way more uneven relative to her experience level and can, in fact, get lost. Can start, I don't want to say can she carry her, but can she carry her? Yeah, I mean, that's probably what it's pretty much going to be. So the Zoe Stark, yeah, the Battle Royal situation is exactly that. Last week, um, maybe it was the... No, sorry, the week before that. I'm getting lost. Uh, the week after the Battle Royale win, uh, Zoe's got this contendership locked up, so she faces Gigi Dolan. It beats her in like two minutes, sends a message, all of that. And then last week, uh, Mandy Rose is like, hey, Zoe Stark, uh, can you take care of her, Cora Jade? And all of that. So here we are. It's kind of the A to B to C storytelling that is uh, the kind of thing that we identify and go, good, yep, glad that they're doing that. It's just certain other elements of the product. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's always looked good since returning. I thought she got a really good reception in that battle royale, and she came across well. I think um, the Dolan match was relatively straightforward. It's a couple of minutes. What can you do? Um, but it was effective again in reaching the point it wanted to reach. Uh, and now she is tasked with uh, this heel version of Cora Jade. It's going to be interesting. You'd imagine they'll get a decent chunk here. Um, so it'll probably be the most substantial in-ring we've seen from Cora since she turned on Roxanne Perez. You'd imagine there's going to be lots and lots of bollocks. Uh, there's so many outside parties who'll be interested in this. Roxanne Perez, uh, Toxic Attraction, all three of them, of course. What's Wendy Chu doing? She's, That's uh, the answer. I've been asking myself all whole day she, long. She's been having nightmares, baby. She had a segment, it was either last week or the week before, where she was having terrible nightmares about Tiffany. So uh, I, I, don't, I can't even remember if that Maybe was Maybe she should stop not. napping then. Yeah, stop napping and start tapping people out. Yes. There you go. Wendy Chu, reborn as a submission expert. Maybe she should stop napping. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really bothered about this match, so I'm going to move swiftly on to Nikita Lyons versus Kiana James. Uh, Nikki, Nikita Lyons? 
Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nikita Lyons. She's really young as well. She's like 23 or something. Yeah, so I went to school with Jungle Boy, didn't she? That's right, that's right. And uh, it's quite interesting because she was in WOW before this, uh, like a few years ago. So she's so yeah, been at the wrestling game for quite a while, actually. Yeah, so it is her birthday. Yep. And uh, WWE NXT's official Twitter account wished her a happy birthday. We don't... Wait, 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 wait. We are like serious guys on these podcasts. We don't really do voices and funny games. Never. But would you like to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. Okay, so it was Nikita Lines' birthday, right? Yeah. As, you know, mentioned and congratulate congratulate people on a birthday. Just well wishes extended to Lions on Twitter, right? <laughs> Can you guess the same joke that about eighty very thirsty men said <laughs> in the replies? <laughs> Nice uh, birthday balloons there. <laughs> no, but that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's funny. That that's the kind fun. of stuff those perverts yeah, I like your birthday balloons, baby. There you go, man. Bruce Pritchard probably said that already. Perverts. I Wait. like the idea of birthday balloons because <laughs> the idea is that that's code for, like, titties. Yeah, and these people are all sexist. Tiggle biddies. Birthday boys, yeah. Tiggle yeah. biddies. Right. Scumbags. You got the wrong... You've objectified... The wrong body part, Murray, right? Because about 80 people all made the same joke. And the best thing is that obviously reading the replies and think, oh, maybe they'll think I got there first. <laughs> you're, you're the one who's bringing the cake. Don't need to give you a cake. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't need a cake. You've already got a cake. Oh, God. I hate, I hate the birthday balloons idea in the first place. But I, the, We are doing it in the voice of the, yes, of the perverts. Everyone the, knows. The freaks that are out there. And uh, yeah, man, am I... I cannot imagine what it's like to exist as a woman online like or just in, or just in general in general yeah but especially online where everyone sucks apart from our listeners indeed apart from everyone except the exact amount of listeners listening to this <laughs> don't tell your friends about this podcast it's only you so nikita Lyons versus kiana james is a match between two green women and uh i don't expect it to go very long and it's all a bit like it's all a bit males in the writing room which is a problem that extends to literally every single uh, major pro wrestling promotion and i include AEW in that because kiana james is doing this big powerpoint presentation where she's like you know she dresses naughty and she doesn't really care about wrestling she just flaunts her body and has there been any um angle updates on this Nah, it's just you know we all know what this is it's whoever wrote this materials attempt at going haha look at those prudes who don't like nxt 2.0 look at these prudes criticizing us for the sexualization of women on our show we're gonna create a character like just like them so that symbolically in a couple of weeks nikita lyons can kick their ass because we are right than those virgins are wrong that's exactly what it is it's the right to censor so like, you say they're gonna have their cake and eat it too they are gonna pop the balloon i'm afraid it's the balloon of your enthusiasm yep it's probably not gonna be very good is it no i mean it'll be calibrated so that nikita can do some of her cool looking kicks and stuff i do like her kicks yeah the kicks are good and like she's in the tag team tournament with zoe stark isn't she so i guess they'll probably hype that and go remember nikita lions after this stunning victor Hell idea. Why is Hell. it Mario Ronaldo? I, I don't know. <laughs> Nikita Lyons like Tom Morello plucking the strings as she rages against the machine. Um, 
Shaz tomorrow. I've got a hell booking idea. What if to symbolize that her and Zoe Stark are a tag team now? What if two singles matches become a tag team match? Uh, you could see that happening, couldn't you? Not in Triple H's WWE mate. Oh, oh no, even never. <laughs> we never do this, even though black and gold is pretty much... What was it? Uh, Lanza called it Yellow Raw. Yellow Raw. <laughs> it was like Warhammer, but Raw. Raw Hammer. Raw Hammer. Yeah, there you go. Raw Hammer 40k. Because it was uh, just grim dark. There's orcs flying around. Triple H is trying to consume everything. I didn't like black and gold NXT. Not the last two years. Uh, no, that's the message I'm trying to say. It was pretty say. rubbish. Yeah, and, it, was not, um, it was not good. It was good in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, it. Earnestly, earnestly. 2015, 2016. Uh, I personally kind of started losing a little bit of investment around the time of like Bobby Roode and Shinsuke at the to- on the top. That few didn't do a whole lot for me, but like you can't mess with those like one hour performance center pack, Neville, Kevin Owens. You- you're seeing like Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky coming of age. You're seeing like like novelty acts like Enzo, like experiments like Bullfit, which didn't take, but it's still fun to watch yeah, these things, yeah, yeah. isn't it? And then after a few weeks go, oh yeah, this this kinda this kinda sucks. My prevailing take on NXT, and I've parroted it because it's a good take, is that it was always so much better when it was like nice. Yeah. As opposed to like desperately searching for critical acclaim and Slip just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, like forty minute matches and all the rest of it. Like when it was just nice, like American Alpha and yeah. Bailey and Sami Zayn. It was just like, all oh, right, this is what it's like to be a wrestling fan to go yeah. on these journeys with these baby. Faces. It was like quite in keeping. Like it's it's like ridiculous to think of now, but it was actually quite in keeping with the old studio shows of yore. Like in terms of how it's it a advanced dusty influence. Stories. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There you go, and like interviews on the ramp and all of this stuff, and like really simple storylines that just make sense, and you feel happy when the good guys win. And stuff. Yes, yeah, I like to feel happy when I'm watching my. Yes, it's weird that and good it. vibe, yeah. And uh, right, but speaking of happy, Wilborn would be happy for this because I reckon if he was here, and unfortunately for you, he is not, he would write out the potential script for the Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar one-on-one accord. (laughs) Drop the thing you said in the office because it's perfect. I can't even remember. Did Chris Jericho oh, name yeah, this yeah, segment? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. It, like, it's like the Inner Circle Town Hall Meeting Summit of the Accord. Parley. Yeah, parley. Team there you go. meeting and attendance is mandatory. Let team meeting debonair featuring Eric Bischoff. <laughs> like, oh, God, I know. I know. Yes, this is going to be a... It's going to be a cinematic uh, recreation of a scene from The Sopranos, isn't it? It's going to be like when they're hanging out in Johnny Sack's garden and the FBI raid them. That's what it's going to be like, except it's just the two of them. Or like, uh, like in heat or something. Yeah. Do you think they're going to be in a cafe? Or it's like, Ooh. hey, put on a public place? So, you know. They're outside Satrialis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tony no f- D is sitting there sunning his face like, uh, rest in peace to the great man, Polly Walnuts. Of Indeed. Like, I reckon they'll be in a, like a cafe where it's like, okay, no funny business. We're in public here. Why would they just have a fight? Yeah. I don't understand you got to promote your fight, right? But do that with like a war of words. Yeah. Trash talk in the ring. I'm going to beat you for this reason. No, I'm going to beat you for this reason. I'm going to articulate it in my own voice. This is what the match means to me. I'm going to do this after this match. No, it has to be an accord in Satrials. 
Do we think that Tony D'Angelo is long for this world? Like, not him as a performer. Like, I'm sure uh, the guy behind this gimmick has has potential that they can use elsewhere. Like, I'm, I would never call for a wrestler's job. That's that's absurd. But like this character, because like the, the reports are that Triple H um, will adjust. Like, the whole point of 2.0 was to facilitate an easier transition from developmental to main roster. So it kind of made sense that it was bigger, dumber, and painted in broader strokes. And Vince because, friendly, yeah. Yeah, that's what Vince purveys on the main roster. So it kind of made sense for whatever your opinions on black and gold but now triple h is back that doesn't make sense because it's going to be at odds with what he's going to try to do on the main roster and now we have this report that he will go back to like signing some experienced names and mix them in with the athletes that they're going to create from the ground up which i think is a smart combination um do we think that tony d'angelo might be a a casualty of this like in terms of the character again not the man because this gimmick is so stupid um and we all appreciate the novelty of it. I, we all sit there in the office and go, oh, oh! And, uh, that's why you have the intro, right? That's why you have all that stuff. And uh, we all have fun with it and whatever. But like, he's not a very good wrestler. And he is exactly the kind of act that I would look at, that I would expect Triple H to look at and go, this is not great. Um, cancel this, go train a bit, and then we'll bring you back and do something else. Yeah, we'll sort of put you to one side, think of something else to do with you, just hang tight doing your um, move forward with your left foot classes. Yeah, I really can't see Tony D existing on Triple H's main roster, which increasingly is becoming non-more Triple H, with like your Dexter Loomis's, your Gargano teasers, like Champa's kind of the new face of Raw, Cross is the new face of SmackDown, like... It's black and gold raw, basically. Yeah, That's yeah. what's happening now. And this is absolutely not black and gold stuff. It's I just, yeah. I don't know what he would do. Maybe just be a, a guy in trunks and kick pads, funnily enough. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because he clearly has, like, a bit of performance ability about him. Like, he wouldn't be able to, like, stand there and do this silly character if he wasn't, like, at least a broadly fun, charismatic guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can probably find... He's clearly got some personality. You can probably find something. The thing is, he can play an Italian-American dude who's got funny trash talk and, like, a quotable quip or two, like, indirectly influenced by mob movies without, like... Being the... Yeah, being an actual mob boss who kills people off screen. Yeah, a crayon like, drawing version of Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah. he could yeah. basically just be himself, but very much scaled down without, again, killing people in character. <laughs> yeah, and like recruiting people to his mob who inexplicably stay with him, and then their their mate comes back, and now their allegiance is flipped. It's just, how do you? It's just so Why am I earnestly bad. doing this? I, I, I think this? we spent too long. We, have we cleared the 20-minute mark? We're half an hour in, baby. Oh, Jesus Christ, right? Did <laughs> uh, oh, we get five minutes of cocktail talk at the beginning? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is this cynicism warranted, guys? I'm trying to do the outside way, mate. Sorry. Is this, <laughs> is this cynicism warranted, guys? Let us know underneath the Twitter link um, to this podcast, at WhatCultureWWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Andy Murray at... Hey, I'm a Andy Murray. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> messed that up you can follow me at andy h buddy the h stands for hey i'm a basic cocktail guy i like a whiskey sour i like a whiskey sour i had a couple but they again it's a potent brew (laughs) better off going for like your fruitier deals and your hard liquor deals there was like an uh, there's a massive uh, discrepancy in how the cocktails are made depending on the actual member of staff some would really put the effort in put the orange peel on the mai tai someone just like clearly at the end of his shift (laughs) Just put in the rum, put in like this mixture, 
didn't stir it and just went boom. <laughs> there you go. I, was like, I, had to, I just got the thing in front of him to stir it. I was like, do what I saw to her. Lean over the bar, get the shaker, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can follow me at M. Sidgwick. Um, if you missed the raw review, genuinely quite positive in contrast to yeah, this, yeah. if you're sick of it's our voices. Show. If you're sick of our voices, listen to them again on the raw review because we were positive about it. And you can listen to us tomorrow and then again on Thursday because we're here all week, baby, apart absolutely. from Friday when we have a day off. Thank you, new bosses. Thank you, new bosses. Thank you very much for that. So, yeah, um, stick around on Wednesday and Thursday for that. I'm sure we'll manage something on the Friday. Maybe not, if we're being perfectly honest. Um, But until then, thank you for joining us. Sorry for being grumps. We'll see you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.